Welcome to our community. This is Sarah Tobedes. Yud Tes Kislev. Chag Chagim. Yom Chatzinotay. It's many things. And we're going to talk about light and darkness. Of course, it's Chag Chagim. It's the holiday of holidays. It's the wedding day between us and Hashem. Plus, plus, plus. Um, the beginning of Hashem's works, as it says in the Hayanyan. Uh, everything begins today. There's a birth today, a birth of truth, a birth of light, a birth of your inner light, a birth of the inner light of Taira, a birth of the inner light of the world, all together in one day. And so what we're going to look at for a, hopefully a short amount of time is light and dark. Light and dark. And one of the reasons we're looking at light and dark is because, I'll proceed it by this. There's some people who say, you know, we're in such a difficult, a crazy a situation in the world that God forbid this shouldn't lead to a world war. And then there are teachers who have said, and very, very powerful teachers who, are, who, are, who really have their finger on the pulse of Tyra who say, what do you mean, God forbid, this shouldn't lead to a world war? We're in the middle of a world war. The old, the old world wars were bang, bang, shoot, shoot, with guns and, guns and swords. The new world wars are mindset wars and bio, and wars, the, the weapons are not guns and swords, but bio weapons, etc. And we are right in the midst of Milchem Hashem. And the job of Mashiach is to fight he will fight the wars of God, and he will win. And then there are certain places where the Rebbe says, He has already won. So we know that while we're in the midst of the world war, of the war against Hashem, Hashem, well, as we know from this Basi Lagani that we began on Yod Shvat, and we'll end this year on Yod Shvat. This is the year in which Hashem, God, is the warrior. What is he the warrior against? To wipe out once and for all, from the inside out, from the, from the bottom up, not from the top down, but from the bottom up, to wipe out opposition to truth. And to wipe out any opposition to light. And to godliness, and to holiness. And it's funny that Hashem has to fight his own wars, and he has to send Mashiach to fight his wars. He's the one who creates dark and light. So why does he need to fight? Why doesn't he just not create darkness to begin with? That's a whole other question. Um, and whoever was tuning in this morning to Rabbi Wolf, he's speaking about that, that the birth of Mashiach does not come in a straight way of pure light. It comes in a way of dark and light. As Rabbi Wolf had just said, if it could have been, according to our estimation, that since Mashiach comes from the seed of, of Tamar, then why not a nice shidduch was made and very simple, plain old, you know, wedding and 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 an offspring comes from this from this connection, from this marriage. Clean, straight, light, very light. And yet it came, the birth of Mashiach came in a very, very dark way. Hashem has his plan, we're not going to justify it, why he intermixes dark and light. We're not going to justify the darkness, and we say, we, we've done with, we're done with darkness, no more, thank you. 
But we need to look realistically at what's going on and understand there is a very complex interplay of light and dark. The lighter it gets, the darker it seems, etc. And so when it comes to Yudhesh Kislev, this is the essence of Yudhesh Kislev, this interplay of light and dark. And therefore you could say, you could say there sort of seem to be two groups in the world, people who realize it's kind of a dark time. And people who say, what are you talking about? It's the same as 1972. It's bubbles and flowers and nothing has changed. And yet, not at all. It's a very different kind of a world. And it's for us to see the light within the darkness. So, a couple of things. In the Sikh of, of Yutes Kislev, Tavshinun Beis, there's actually... Um, we're not going to speak about Tadavah Shalom Nashi right now because it's a whole other topic. But in that sikh of Tashinan Beis, actually, the Rebbe makes a very surprising statement. The Rebbe's speaking all about Tadavah Shalom Nashi, my soul being redeemed in peace, as we say. We're, we're not going to speak about it and watch we're speaking about it. We'll do this tomorrow, how it is that the world will come to peace, true peace, Meaning everything, all factions, including light and dark, will come to a place where there's a stable, grounded peace between them and everything comes to a wholeness and a completion. We won't eliminate war because we just decide to stop talking about the things we disagree about. That's not eliminating war. That's peace from above. Peace from below is we all come to such a deep place of understanding truth that there is no more disagreement because the truth permeates your view, my view, everybody's view, even the evil view and the, and the, the righteous view. There's, there's, there's something there, there's something higher and deeper that everyone finally comes to touch and acknowledge. That will be in the Mishnah Mashiach. So here, after speaking about Tadabashal Nashi, I will just in this Sikha, on page 173 in Zion of Yotet Kislev Yechidus of Tashnun Beis, the Rebbe says, And the main thing, that we should have immediately the fulfillment of the soul of the world being redeemed in peace through its enemies acknowledging truth. What, how will that be? Everyone will be on my side, on the side of truth. Whose truth? In David Malka Mashiach. Everyone in the world. How will we have ultimate peace, true peace, when everyone in the world goes to the side of David Amela? Mashiach will unite the entire world. But everyone will come to understand truth in his own way because you can say that Mashiach is the ultimate, excuse me for the expression, the life coach. The ultimate Yayesh. Mashiach is the ultimate coach who enables each person to find truth in their own way. And every, and all roads lead to, in this case, not to Rome, to Yerushalayim. In the olden days, all roads lead to Rome. But Rome is the place where they taught you all the lies. So you don't want all roads to lead to Rome because that's, you'll just go into deeper lies. All roads in Yemaisa Mashiach will lead to Yerushalayim. Through whom? How are you going to get there? How are the bad guys going to get there? David Malka Mashiach. 
being the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Mashiach will bring everyone with Hashem to the side of Hashem. You will redeem me and my sons from among the nations. When you redeem me and I'm in the middle, why do I have to be in the middle of the nations? Let me just be by myself in Yerushalayim. But if I'm among the nations and all of a sudden the light goes on, and, oh my goodness, I tell the truth. And all these people are around me and I'm in the middle of Rome, then my finding of truth and life will infect Rome too and ultimately Rome, the country of Esau, will become um, uh, an ally to Hashem's truth, which we saw on the way in the years 2016 to 2020, and then relapsed after that. Um, 2021, who remembers when the elections were? I don't remember. Relapsed, and that's all part of Hashem's plan. So even Rome is on the way to thinking it's truth up with the true truth of Yerushalayim. And here, just to continue this, and especially in these days, and especially in these days, in which we find ourselves now. Now, that's a pretty strong statement. The Lubavitcher is saying, in, especially in these days, that we find ourselves in now. We didn't know we found ourselves in Yemaisa Mashiach. We thought that in Yemaisa Mashiach all will be very yummy and good and wonderful and sweet and flowers and bubbles and sure doesn't feel like Yemaisa Mashiach. And yet here you have the Lubavitcher of the Nasi Adar saying, we find ourselves now in Yemaisa Mashiach. Now obviously it's the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, which isn't all bubbles and flowers. Obviously the second and the final phase of Yemaisa Mashiach is flowers and bubbles, is beautiful. Perfect. And the first phase looks like this. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? So here's the question. What do we have to do now that we're, and, and as the Rebbe says in the footnote, As my father-in-law, the Nasi Darenu, has already told us. He told us already a long time ago, quite a bit of time ago, all the ends have come. And we've completed all the preparations. Even the buttons are already polished. And therefore now we are in Yemaisa Mashiach and we're in the first phase. And the Rebbe doesn't say it here, but we are going to say, it ain't no fun. <laughs> we thought it would be fun. It ain't no fun. So, but it will become good soon. So what do we have to do in this first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach? What we need to do is open our eyes. So what will we see? In this first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach, which isn't as pretty as we thought it was going to be. We actually thought it would be very, very pretty, and it's not pretty. It's less pretty than it's been in a long time. So what do we need to do? Open our eyes. And what will we see? We will actually see that the Gula is here literally. And all B'nai Yisrael, our old, our young, our sons, our daughters, become ready in all details of details to go close, to approach the table. Everyone should become ready to sit down at the table, the Shulchan Aruch, with all the good food. Um, beginning with all the things of Geula, the Levyat, the Sharbar, Yain, the Meshumar, the Iker, the knowledge of 
God, the knowledge of Hashem, the knowledge of truth. When the Malaris Day Hashem Khmain when the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. Page one seventy three. So here the Rebbe is telling us we actually are in the first phase of Yemaisa Mashiach and what we need to do um because it we know now. This Nikola was said thirty years ago. Thirty years later, it looks much darker. <laughs> Much darker, much more confusing, much, much, much. All of the muches, it is. And therefore, what we need to do is open our eyes and, and have a ga'ula vision. If we ever needed a ga'ula vision and we thought, well, you know, we can get along without it, now we cannot. There is no way to get along without a ga'ula vision. So that's a little, this slightly... Um, longer issue that we're going to discuss, which is from the next issue of Vayishlach Tavshinun Beis. Why is it that Yudhis Kislev is in the second half of the month? And as is pretty well known now, um, we know that most holidays are in the first half of the month, or at least the 15th of the month, Purim, 15th of the month, uh, Pesach, uh, you know, just do the calendar or Rosh Hashanah's at the beginning. We really don't have many holidays except for one in the second half of the month. If you're going to count the days, the days of the month are important. If you look at the days, you know, um, it's, it's always going up. The first half of the month, just look up at the sun. What happens is you look out at night in the dark times, and every day in the first half of the month, there is more light, more light, more light. The moon gets bigger every single night in the first half of the month. And when you come to the 15th of the month, the moon is so luminous. It's a full moon. It looks as good as the sun. There is a moment, I forget when, when you look in the sky and you don't know if it's the sun coming up or the moon going down. Because they look equal. Like in, as it will be in Yemais and Mashiach. They will look equal. So we understand the first, the first half of the month denotes the shining of light, very visible light. What happens in the second half of the month? I guess everything goes downhill, we could say. We could say because every day there's less light. Except, look at the numbers. The numbers, the gematrias of the second half of the month are high and uh, 17 is tight. And, and, and Yud Ches is high, and Yud Ches is, um, uh, um, I think, Bittayv, and Chaf is, uh, Keser, and Chaf Beis is Bechayyavar Chisral, and Chaf A, etc. Kaytavarhu, and Chaf Ches is Kayach, and Chaf Sain is Zach, purification. These are powerful days. It's the second half of the month. Everything is on is going down, and the light is going down. It's just getting worse and worse, as we see in the, as we said, bringing it back to what was going on in America. We had four pretty good years for the Jewish people from 2016 to 2020, and then it we hit our peak, and then everything started going downhill after that. So we're used to this phenomenon. The second half of the month, the light gets weaker and weaker. Except, says the Rebbe, if you look at how the names of the days of the second half of the month, 
they get stronger every day. And there's a principle in Tyra, which means the basic truth of the world is myelin bakaitish. We are always going up. It's always getting lighter. Hmm. I look outside on Yud Kiss Lake, and I see that it's not as the moon is not as bright as it was four days ago. It's darker. Hmm. What is that telling me? But Tyra says, no, it's lighter. Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. You're telling Tyra saying it's lighter. I certainly see it being darker. Who's, and this time of year, right, it's, it's even, right, it's even getting darker and, and faster, more darkness. So, <laughs> so here's the question. Who's right? Me or Tyra? I can give you a minute to think about it. I don't. I don't think about it so long. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't have so much uh, faith in my own opinions. So I know that Tyra's right, and I'm not right. So what's going on in the second half of the month? It's a very simple principle. Sorry, before I answer that, does that explain then? Does that explain why in the fir- most holidays are on the 15th of the month? Because we, the Jewish people, are the moon. We're the receiver. Hashem is the sun. We're the moon. He's the giver. We're the receiver. So far, we don't shine as brightly as him. How do we know? I just asked the question before. If, if Hashem, through the Holy Tyrus, says one thing, and I say another thing, who do you think is right? Not me. He is, because he's complete is his truth. He's completely synced in with truth, and I'm working on it. So that means that between giver and receiver, sun and moon, the moon is trying to get there, the sun is there. Let's say it that way. The sun is there, the moon is trying to get there. The giver is there, the receiver is trying to get there. Hashem is there. And we're trying to get there. Hashem is fully in truth. One billion percent. He is truth. And we're trying to stay in touch with truth. So what does that mean in this relationship between the sun and the moon? You know, he's shining on us and we're trying to reflect his truth. We're working on it really hard. So there's a moment, there's a moment in the month on the 14th and the 15th, 14th going to the 15th, when the moon is as big as the sun, or it looks as big as the sun, it's shining fully, it's at its best. The receiver, the student, is at its zenith. It's, the, the, the student is so on target at that moment that the student is as on target with truth as the teacher is. Or in our case, there is a moment when we are as luminous as Hashem himself. When is that moment? 15th of the month. It's called Kaimasir Bishlamusa. 15th of the month. That 15th of the month is a taste, a foretaste of Yemaisa Mashiach, when we will be as luminous as Hashem. We are, cur- we are currently as luminous as Hashem, but we're just not activating that potential so much. 
it's it's covered over by a lot of junk. But on the 15th of the month, boom, that that is the template for how it will be when we will be completely luminous, shining, pure truth, total sources of light with nothing holding us back. That's going to be in Yemaisa Mashiach. So obviously every Yontif, most Yemen are at that moment on the 15th. It denotes our power, our strength. There was a moment in history that when we were very powerful. One one time, one generation. Schlemmel's generation. He was so powerful that everyone came to him. He exuded light. He sat in Yerushalayim. He didn't have to go out into the world and fight wars like his father. He sat in Yerushalayim, and everyone came to him. Malkishva, the queen of Sheba, came and brought him spiritual gifts. Everyone acknowledged his truth, his power, his unity with Hashem. Everybody felt it. The whole world felt it. That was the peak of Jewish history. What generation was that from Avram Avinu? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 40. Bing! 15. 15th generation in history. After that, things went downhill. Temporary descent, temporary Eureka, until we ultimately are fully uphill forever in Yemaisa Mashiach. So we understand what generation are we from then? Uh, that's for the mathematicians. I don't know. It's a good question. So, um, it is a good question, though. Hmm. I have earplugs in, so I can't hear the question. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Um, so we see that all Yom and Titan are, boom, on the 15th of the month or at the beginning of the month when the light is increasing. Okay, so why is Yutes Kislev? Yutes Kislev is Chaga Chagin, Yom Chasinasa, Rosh Hashanah Chasidis, um, Etc. It is the day. It is the beginning of your works. It is the beginning of truth, the beginning of life, the beginning of Gula, the beginning of everything. It is the day. As the speaker just before said, all the Yemen Titan were packed into one 24-hour period. Why would it be in the second half of the month when the light is diminishing? Doesn't make any sense. Or does it? So here's the beginning of the answer. But I'll ask, I'll say, I won't say the answer, I'll ask the question because people get too bored with too much info, they'd rather think. So what's more powerful? Visible light or invisible light? Visible light that's somebody else's or invisible light that is yours? Visible light is very nice, it's very showy, it's really great, but it's, it's his. It's Hashem's light. It's his accomplishment. It's his world. Oh, he's so amazing. Wow, 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 wow. But he did it. After a while, I get bored. It's not mine. Now, then there's, what if it's my light? You know, for instance, if somebody, um, you can go to a lecture and they're talking on and on and on and on. And then let's say you're right now in the process of um, changing your kitchen sink. Okay, right? And you have to, you really, you know, you're thinking about the kitchen sink all the time and you're thinking about which thing to get, whatever. And the speaker, and the teacher speaks about kitchen sink. Boom, you wake up. 
Because this has to do with me. Oh, kitchen sinks. Yeah, I want to think about that. This is what I'm really doing. Now this, now you're talking. So somebody said, how was, how was the day? They said, well, all the other speakers weren't that interesting. But the one who talked about the kitchen sink, wow, that was a good speaker. Why? He talked about things that are part, that's me. That's my life. I'm right now choosing a kitchen sink. So my own life that I discovered, that I earned with blood, sweat, and tears, in a sense is more valuable to me because it's mine. Right now, that will, that's the light of Mashiach. Our light, as it, it will be so powerful, the light of Mashiach, it won't be compromised light. It will be the real thing. No compromises in the light. But it will be light that we earned with blood, sweat, and tears. With all the bumps and, and hurdles and all the things we went through in life, and I don't think there's anybody who feels like life is very easy. All that stuff that we went through is earning us our light in Yemaisa Mashiach. That's the light in the second half of the month. However, that's great. I've just become a second half of the month groupie. Yay. I love second half of the month. It's my life. I'm bored already. How many Shiramai can I listen to? How many speakers can I listen to? How much can Hashem shine his light? And like, new, new, next, 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 next. I get bored. My light? Mmm, that's interesting. So the first half of the month is the visible light. The second half of the month is my light, the light of my essence, the light of my potential. I may not be there yet, but I will discover truth, ultimate truth, via what? My kitchen sink. I will. It's it's more like a coaching. No, well, the first light is really what Hashem is accomplishing. He's shining it on us, like the sun. You get up every morning, like, there's the sun. It's just going to do what it does. The moon's light is a different kind of a light, you know. And, 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 and again, the first half of the month, the moon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, just automatically. You do nothing, the moon shines brighter every night. You don't have to do anything to make the, the moon shine brighter every month. But the second half of the month, as it reaches peak, boom. Now it starts to diminish because what it's doing is the visible light is decreasing. The invisible light of your essence, of your potential, is increasing. Is increasing. And therefore, and therefore, as that light is is in increasing, it's your light of your potential, your invisible light. You're coming close to the essence of all things, the essence of truth. So, Yotas, Kislev, and Hanukkah are in the second half of the month. Now, let's just read inside. Now we will understand why the Rosh Hashanah of Teresa Chassidus, Chagya Chagim, Yotas, Kislev, is not like every other yontif. It's not in the first half of the month where there's visible light shining by God. You know, you just sit around and it's just going to shine on you because that's the way you decided to do it. No, this one's in the darker half of the month, right after the full moon, just a couple of days after, four days after. But as the moon is getting weaker, 
because it's going back to its source and unifying with truth and with its source. When it gets there, you, as the moon, the Jewish person, as the moon, we're compared to the moon and we'll be renewed like the moon and we're counted like the moon. The Jewish person, you, the Jewish person, the moon, are getting stronger in this half, second half of the month. You're moving closer to your source. When you hit that point, you become ultimately powerful, unified with truth. This is the, this is the youngest that activates that. As the Rebbe says, the special mile of Rosh Hashanah and Matan Taira of Tarasach Hasidus, Chaga Chagin, when the revelation of the Taira of Mashiach began, when the revelation of the secrets of Taira, when the revelation of Taira Chadashim began, all of this begins on, not just began, begins on Yotef Kislev, then what happens? Now again, again, what does this say, Yotef Kislev? It, Matan Taira, Taira It is also Chag Chagim. Same day. It is also the day of wedding between us and Hashem. It is also the beginning of the revelation of the secrets of Taira. It is also the beginning of the revelation of the essence of Taira and the beginning of the revelation of your essence. And this level of Tyra that will that is unfolding now, Tyra Chadashim is infinitely higher than what we had when we stood at Mount Sinai. Infinitely higher. As Razal say, the Tyra that we learn in this world is kind of just air compared to the Tyra of Mashiach. So one of the main tradition in Yemaisa Mashiach relative to us as Parsini is wedding, marriage. The Medrash says in Shmait Rabbah, there's a muscle for a king. He betrothed a woman and he, and he sends her many, many gifts. And then, um, and this world is like that. It's the wedding agreement. But, and so what, we, what were we given just the moon? It says, Achadishah Azelachim. In Yemais Mashiach, it will be the wedding, not just the engagement. Oh, come to Malachayim, it's going to be beautiful. Malachayim is gorgeous, but it's not the wedding. We are now post-Lachayim with Hashem. And he sent us a lot of gifts and all this other stuff, but we have not yet stepped into the wedding. What are we doing now? in these moments, stepping into the wedding. We're not even just, I would say, we're not even just preparing for the wedding. We're actually walking into the wedding. The wedding is unfolding, which is why it looks so strange. <laughs> and the moon. No, I didn't see the moon. Oh. Oh, so we're just hearing now somebody saying that that the moon was, wait, this, you're saying a couple of days ago, this month, the moon was huge. It was like the sun. So there we go. So, um, and so in your Mesa Mashiach at the wedding, we will become one, 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 one with Hashem. 
and then the light of the moon will be exactly the light of the sun. And we will be, we who are like the moon, who receive from the sun, we will be one with the sun, and we will be one with Hashem. It's called Yisrael B'Kutshebihu Kulachad. The Jew and Hashem are one. Not as if one, not preparing to be one, not it's, 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 it's close to the one, 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 the real thing, the real, real. You know, I'll tell a few stories. There was this, about, I think, 20 years ago, um, there was, maybe 30 years ago, no, there was a young woman who would become from, and um, she used to go to, you know, a Shabbos family, and she asked one of the kids, what does it mean she she would hear them talking all the time. So she asked one of the kids finally after hearing for weeks and weeks and weeks the term Rebbe Shlita. Rebbe Shlita. So she went up to one of the little kids. Those are the best ones to give you the answers. And she asked, Mendy, what is the meaning of Rebbe Shlita? So Mendy said, very simply, it means the one right here, right now. That's it. Right here, right now. And in fact, I just stayed, you know, it was just over the past few days in Montreal with a very dear friend. And when her daughter, I guess I was there last time four years ago, and um, it was Shabbos afternoon. And I I needed to know what time it was. So I asked her, Ricky, what time is it? And she said, it's now. <laughs> I thought that was very profound. It's now. You know, most people, they go to the look at the clock. I said, Ricky, what time is it? She said, it's now. It's true. It's now. So Yisrova Kuchibrichu Kulachad means we will be not as if we're one with Hashem. One, one. The real thing. Right here. Right now. It's now. We are we are Hashem. Hashem is us. It is one piece. That's the way it's going to be in Yemais Mashiach. The moon and the sun, as giver and receiver, will unify into one unit. We are the moon. Hashem is the sun, so to speak. We're exempt, let's say it's, we're exemplified by the moon and Hashem is exemplified by the sun. And therefore, this whole concept is brought out in the Kviyas, in the date of Yotes Kislev, the date of Rosh Hashanah and Matzim Tyre of Tyre which again, we said, this day is the beginning of the revelation of the wedding between us and Hashem that will be in Yemais Mashiach. So again, why does Yotes Kislev have to come out in the second half of the month after the full moon, especially in this month when supposedly the month the moon was so big? Why does it have to come? Why can't it be on the full moon? If today is the beginning of the time when we will be as full, the moon will be as full as the sun. Shouldn't today be on the fifteenth? Shouldn't Yotes Kislev be on the fifteenth of the month, or at least just before the fifteenth? preparing to be as full as Hashem, as truth. We will be so in sync with truth that so today is a day that begins to reveal truth in all the nonsense that's being propagated in the world. And we are at the height. If there was ever a lot of nonsense being propagated in the world, this is it. We are here. This is probably the most nonsensical reality that we have ever... There were other times in history where there was, you know, stuff. But this one's one for the book. This is the last one. And this we, we now live in a world in which there's 
It's one for the books, that's for sure. So if, so if today is the beginning of the revelation of complete truth, when we will shine, the moon will shine as fully as the sun, why isn't it on the 15th of the month or before the 15th of the month? And the answer is, Okay. The fact that we will become one with Hashem and be in sync with Hashem and truth as much as He is, is specifically has to come after the fullness of the moon. And the reason is, is because in this half of the month, as we said at the beginning, it is getting lighter. The first half of the month is getting very light. Every night, lighter and lighter. Guess what? The second half of the month is getting really light. Much, much lighter. But it's a different kind of light. When you look with your eyes, you see increased darkness. When you look with your soul, you see increased light. When you look with eyes of gullus, you see increased darkness. When you look with eyes of Geula and Mashiach, you see increased light. Now, if we take these words and we apply them to what's going on in the world today, same thing. When we look at what's going on in the world today, you look with eyes of gullus, it looks worse every day. When you look as the Rebbe looks with light, with eyes of Geula, it gets lighter every day. And just parenthetically, our job, I think, is to put the two together and look at the increasing darkness, not with eyes of gullus, not with physical eyes, with godly eyes that we have been given. Over 30 years ago, the Rebbe said, just as Maishar Benu said to us, until this day, after 40 years in the desert in the Midbar, you didn't really have eyes to see, and now you do. Eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand, and now you do. And in Tafshinun, the year of miracles, when the Rebbe announced, every Jew now has the eyes to see, and the ears to hear, and the heart to understand, Meaning, there will be a visibility of truth accessible to you and you alone that you need to take advantage of. The world depends on you accessing your, your geula vision. If you fall into seeing the world like everybody else does with gullus eyes, you'll just help them feel more darkness. If in the midst of them seeing more darkness, more lockdowns, more masks, more this, more that, more delta, 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 melta, five shots, ten shots, a hundred shots of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yes mask, no mask, quarantine, don't quarantine, when's the end, no end, coming in, uh, pandemic, endemic, blah, 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 all this stuff. If you see the darkness of this, it just gets darker. If you see the light of Mashiach in this, a whole other visibility. Since we were given over 30 years ago eyes to see the truth, our job, our mission is to use those eyes to see the truth 
and to spread that truth to the entire world. Because this is not, this Milchemus Hashem, this war of Hashem is not a war just for the Jewish people. That's for sure. Yilcha Milchemus Hashem, he will fight the wars of Hashem and he will win. And he is winning. Is the war of Hashem for, for the whole world. He finished off the whole thing forever. Our job is to get the entire world to see truth with Geula eyes. To spread the Geula vision to the entire world. Therefore, if Yudhesh Kisle were to be in the first half of the month, it would be that visible light. You know, the light that Hashem shows us. You know, the Rebbe's telling us all these beautiful things and we're saying, yeah, nice, 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 nice. The visible light. The second half of the month is the light, the inner light that you don't see, the light of Mashiach that enables you to see truth in the middle of the darkness. And it gets stronger every day in the second half of the month. We actually see that. When it comes to Hanukkah, we'll say, Hanukkah we see every night there's an, a, a, there's more light. We light more light and more light and more light. Even as Hanukkah starts, Hanukkah comes in the second half of the month. And every night it gets lighter. The light of Mashiach becomes stronger every night in the, in the second half of the month. The Yudhis Kisle even precedes that. Right away, after the fullness of the moon, four days later, boom, we have the revelation of truth from a deep inner place that's embedded in the darkness. And from that place, the Geula will emerge. It's a place of grounded, eternal truth. And just a couple of more things about the the number 19, and then we'll end off. The Rebbe says in the footnote, now we understand that the revelation of Yitzhak Kislev, why is it Rosh Hashanah Hasidus? It's actually written in a letter, written on the 16th of, of Kislev, because right after the full moon, boom, the revelation of essential essence truth begins. So the letter that we all read in Hayam Yam was written on the 16th of Kislev, right after the full moon. And then one other thing, um, it's the second half of the month, the light is getting weaker, but it's not really getting weaker. It's actually getting stronger in revealing the essence of truth. And that's why we see the numbers go up. The numbers are stronger and stronger in the second half of the month. And the last point here is um, the number Yudhet. Okay. So now we understand. So Rosh Hashanah of Chassidus is on Yudhet. Why isn't it it's after the full moon? Okay, why not on the 16th when the letter was written? Why not on the 17th, the 18th, the 19th? Very simple. Yudhet shows on, this is a little bit complicated, Milu Yashem Havaya. So Yud, He, Vav, He. That Yud and He and Vav and He comes 26. Right? We all know that. Good. Now, if you spell out Yud as a word, Yud, Yud, Vav, Dalit, Hey, Hey, Aleph, Vav, Vav, spell it out. Leave off the first letter of Yud 
and hey and vav and hey. And just take all the fill-in letters, add them all up, um, and it comes out to all those fill-in letters of yud and hey and vav and hey. Everything except for the first letter comes out to the number 19. Add up all the numbers, it comes to 19. So what is this 19? 19 is when you're seeing pure, well, let's see how the Rebbe says it here, better than me. The Mili of Shem Havaya. What is it? It means Shem Havaya is absolute truth, but there are parts of it that I'm not seeing. There's absolute truth in the world. The light of Mashiach is absolute truth, but there are parts of this absolute truth that I am not seeing. Right. Parts that I see, and there are parts that I don't see. The parts that I don't see, they add up. It's called the Mili of the letters. They add up to the number 19 when the essence is revealed. And that's why when it comes to Lagba Aimer, which is not entire of the hidden part of Tyra, it comes out in Chai of the month. Not entire of the hidden part of Tyra, it's in a way that the essence is concealed. It's, we just don't accept, we don't, we're not able to internalize it. That was Lagba Aimer. Lagba the, the light of Mashiach came out so strongly, but we could only internalize a little bit, and then we kind of couldn't take anymore. And and Lagbaimer comes on the day Chai on Yud Chet. It's a Chayet, but Matan Tyre is the Chassidus, which is way more advanced in revealing the light of Mashiach. It makes it. It takes the light of Mashiach and makes it our light that we can understand, teach, spread, expand on take it in a million different directions, it becomes our light. That comes not on the day of Yud Chet, the next day, Yud, Yud Chet, where all the miracles of Hashem in Yud Ke Vav Ke are there, but you don't see them. The Mili of Yud Ke Vav Ke. And therefore, that's the moment we're in now. All the light of Mashiach is here. How much we can see it depends on how much we have trained our Geula eyes. Not a simple thing. And therefore, as the Rebbe says here, the Gemara Vaidus Abirum, we have even completed the Birur. When we look at the Parsha, Eighth of Inyaka, we're not, we'll do that a different day. We've completed the cleanup job in the world. We are here now to Focus our Geula eyes on truth. See through all the junk and all the soot and all the debris that the world is creating and see right through it to the truth and see that the truth is embedded in everything and the beginning of the possibility to see that and spread that in the world is with that simply. So therefore, we wish, wish each other May we experience what today is. Rosh Hashanah, it should be inscribed for a good and sweet year. Chagachagim, it's our wedding day. It's our birthday. It's, it's the holiday of all holidays. It's all packed into one. And it's the day of Mashiach being, the day of Mashiach being revealed in, and the light and truth in the midst of this crazy dark world where the guys over there are trying to make billions of dollars off nice innocent people for what? For nothing good. 
May we be zaycha to experience the gula mitzvah shleima on this day of Yutes Tisay Chaga Chagim. This is the beginning of your work, Hashem. We're here. We're ready. We're ready to go with you to the gula mitzvah shleima immediately now. L'chaim, l'chaim. Good yontif to everyone.